Corinthians chapter 7. Let's dive into that. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. Um, I kind of just want to just share something that just kind of resonated right now in my heart. Um, I do not like to do chores. I don't like to put away laundry. I don't like to fold laundry. I don't like to empty the dishwasher. I don't like to load the dishwasher. I don't like to wash dishes. Let me think. There's a lot more. We'll stop with that. Take out the trash. Thank you. That one is really kind of mine. These others I kind of think I kind of help you out on, but that's kind of sexist. I don't mean to be sexist. <laughs> she said I shouldn't have said that, but you know what? We're, we're real. Listen, if y'all if y'all want an unreal, perfect guy you've hired you hired the little wrong guy a long time ago 10 years ago but my heart's different toward those things when I see everything that my wife does for me and I don't mean the 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 chores and the stuff I just mean her heart come home in a crock pot's full of food when she's worked all day and has class at night and there is this five-star meal sitting there waiting for us all I have to do is get out plates and then just works works your hands to the bone and just loves me somehow in the midst of all of it and we don't have chaos it should be a chaotic home and it's not and that's due to the spirit of God in her as well as her trying with everything in her and as I read this, because we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body and spirit. The problem with the things that defile our body and spirit is a lot of those things we like. But I have a heart to give it up because I know what God, who God is, and who He is in me, and how He uh, gives me this comfort in the midst of turmoil and storms going on. Can, can you guys see that? Knowing what the promises are. Because we have them, and I want to take it a little bit step further, has God proven himself by his promises, by his word in your life? We sang the second song, Just As I Am, I Come, that he takes us just as we are, but in no way are we supposed to stay there. He takes us where we are, but in no way in this Christian walk are we supposed to stay there. We are supposed to change. If we are not changing, then something got messed up at the beginning. And it wasn't God. It was, I want to say you, it was me. If there's a hang-up between me and God, it's me. It's not God. But because we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. I want to back up again and just ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to teach you as we read this because he's speaking to us right now. You've got things in your life that are defiling you, defiling your body and defiling your spirit. And I want you to dig down deep. And if you, if you don't know the Lord, then this goes completely over your head. You know, it's just a good scripture. I get it. But if it's not hitting home with you, then what, what we have is a distance between you and God that needs to be closed. 
What I mean is not close to God. The, the distance closed. You get closer. Are you with me? And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Verse 2. Uh, where am I at? Right there. Please open your hearts to us. We have not done wrong to anyone, nor led anyone astray, nor taken advantage of anyone. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I said before that you are in our hearts and we live or die together with you. I have the highest confidence in you and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me and made me happy despite all our troubles. I want to tell you, when I took over this, as pastor in 2005, we were in an absolute desperate financial situation. Um, we owed about $260,000. We were about to have to sell um, CDs. Um, we were looking at cutting the staff's pay. Uh, 11 months later, the debt was totally paid, and we had $100,000 in the bank account. 11 months. Now, you, you can just say, yeah, God just opened the floodgates and just emptied the money into, the, into our account. That isn't it at all. It happened in the body. It happened with what we had right then, a year ago. We didn't get some Warren Beatty walk in the church and pay it all. It was in the body at that time. So I want to say, I have the highest confidence in you. God is moving in you. I don't want to talk about finances anymore. we got all kinds of, everybody's got all kinds of issues. Just one of them happens to be money. Anybody here got money issues? Just to name one, just to name a few. You have greatly encouraged me and made me happy despite all of our troubles. Um, I, I have never, this is just in my tenure, but I believe we have the most loving church that we've ever had open to each other, ready to forgive each other. I mean, we've got staff members that have been restored. We've got people. I, I have been restored in the last three years. My wife, all we got to do is just look around. God is moving in this place. We must, um, we must take what we have and we must get it out into this world and let people know that there is a God that can save them from what they're walking through. And I have every confidence in you. I have so learned in the last 10 years that I cannot do this by myself, and I'm not called to do everything. I can't. You are. You have got a calling on your life. You have got a gift of God. We need to get ourselves into position so that we can see what our gifts are and let our gifts be known and get to work. Uh, my son, we were praying for, uh, my nephew went to pray for my dad uh, at dinner Sunday night and I just poked Pete on the shoulder and I said lay your hands on him and he looked at me like you know what put your hands on him and I just said Pete I believe you have a gift of healing but we don't have you in that arena enough to be able to put our finger on it put your hand on him and let's pray and he said okay and all of a sudden he's like you think so okay but do you see just a little bit of encouraging and for, for, for someone to get around you and be able to say, I see this in you. Pastor Justin has a gift of prophecy. 
So I would like to encourage you, if you're down, go ask him to pray for you and specifically say, and if you have a word for me, give it. Because he'll give it. It's, it's an amazing thing to see the gift of God move in somebody's life. I believe my wife has a gift of healing. You have a gift. You're not the one that missed the party. God doesn't work like that. He has gifted you with something. And we need to get around each other to encourage each other and say, I see it. I don't know how it's going to work, but there it is. I feel it. Can we try this? Have you got, you got a gift of knowledge? Have you got a gift to interpret? Have you got a gift of discernment? Every time you're around them, they say, oh, I think somebody's going to think this is about to happen. Bam, there it was. Well, that was kind of prophecy or it was discernment. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Keep me out of the ditch. I want to hear you again. Where do, what do you think is going on now? Let's keep going. Open your hearts to us. What verse am I on? Verse 5. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. What about that? Anybody here got it going on on the exterior, but it's really going on on the interior? If people only knew what was going on on the inside... And as Pastor Justin said, and for some reason, God's not pulling the fire alarm. Heaven's not about to catch fire. Well, our version of fire. Um, Conflict in every direction, battles on the outside, fear in the inside, but God. Everybody say, but God who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. Have you ever had a body of Christ show up and it was just what the doctor ordered? And by the way, the Lord is your doctor. Do y'all know that scripture? Uh, My dad always tells me I say this wrong. He is uh, Jehovah Rophi. Somebody give me another version of that. Rafa, thank you. It's always my parents. One translation says, I am the Lord your doctor. Other translation says, I am the Lord your healer. Just what the doctor ordered. God encouraged those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. Verse 7, his presence was a joy, but so was the news he brought of the encouragement he received from you. When he told us how much you longed to see me and how sorry you were for what you are for what happened, how loyal you are to me, I was filled with joy. What filled him with joy? Someone coming and saying, somebody's excited about what you're doing. Do you follow that? Somebody's being touched by you. When he told us how long you how long you longed to see me and how sorry you were for what happened and how loyal you are to me, I was filled with joy. It is so good to get around somebody and tell them how great they are. Quit focusing on everything you can see wrong with them and focus on something that you can see right with them. Believe me, they're already hearing everything that's wrong. They've heard it all day. What's right? Can anybody think of something that's good? Of course you can. Look, it's going to get better. Or not. 
I'm sorry I sent you, I'm not sorry I sent you that severe letter to you. Though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful to you for a little while. Verse 9. Now I'm glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have, so you were not harmed by us in any way. We've got this thing thinking that we can't say anything negative anymore because we're afraid we're going to hurt people's feelings. And the gospel shouldn't be anything to hurt people's feelings. Let me tell you, sometimes truth needs to be said. You've just got to say it in a non-judgmental way. Say it in a loving way. But if someone's about to go step into the street, stop them. Help them. Somebody do not let me go into a burning home that's about to crumble. Grab me and pull me back. I may not like it. I may fight with you. Hey, let go of me. What are you doing? Let go of me. No, 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 no. Come back here. Let me just talk to you for just a second. Oh, thanks. Paul gave them a message that on the front end hurt, but it caused them to repent. It saved them literally from the pit of hell. Sometimes people need to be, sometimes in a loving way, people need to tell, tell other people, hey, the route you're going on is a hurtful route. I know because I've been there. I'm not trying to hurt you, but where you're going is going to end up here. Normally, the people that I give those kind of words to are people that know me. Pastor Justin knows. When he comes and asks me an opinion or asks me about a direction, I'm going to give him the truth because I love you that much. Not that I'm going to tell anybody else not the truth, but it's going to be the truth. Same thing with Pastor Zach. I had one guy come to me that had failed in his marriage and came and sat and talked to me, and I just gave the harshest word ever. You don't love your wife, you don't love your kids. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. The way you're acting tells me you do not. But I do. No, you don't. At what point will you come to the fact of realizing the route you're going is telling your family you hate them? That's hard. I've only said that to one person in my whole life. And people have said harsh things to me. In love, I've got a couple people that are in my circle that will tell me the truth. And I want them as close to me at all times because I have a tendency sometimes to go the wrong direction. So I want you to hear this, that sometimes people are trying to speak truth to you and it may hurt. Unfortunately, what we do is we carry unforgiveness and bitterness and then blame why we wind up where we are because of the way this person treated us when it was that person that was trying to keep you out of the hell you were walking into. You guys with me? For the kind of sorrow God wants is his people to have wants his people to have. For it for it was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have, so you were not harmed by us in any way. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. 
There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Sorry. That was verse 10. Mikey, can you get me back to 10? Sorry, I got ahead of you there. So, um, you've heard the expression, truth hurts. Sometimes it does. But it is truth that will set you free. If you want to believe a lie, you're going to stay right where you are. But truth, even though it may hurt, will help you in the long run. This word that Paul gave in the long run saved them. If he had sugar-coated it and made everything okay and just accepted them the way that they were, would have led, it says, to spiritual death. He loved them enough to tell the truth. You got some tough decisions this week. This month, I want to encourage you, seek truth, not what you want. Not what you want to hear. Um, back, in 2000, back, back in 2008 and 9, I started praying a prayer. And I'm going to tell it to you. I've told the church before. Changed my life. And I, to be honest with you, I've started praying it again this week. And it's the prayer of Jabez. Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my ter- territory. And that your hand would be with me and you would keep me from evil. Paired with, let your kingdom come and let your will be done, regardless of how that looks. Did I say 2008? 2000, before I became, before I was hired as the worship leader. If y'all didn't know, I used to be the worship leader. If y'all didn't know this, I used to be in the sound booth. It's funny, I've not said that in probably a couple years, so I will tell you, all y'all that have heard it a thousand times, some people have never heard it. I started in the sound booth. It is. Justin started in the sound booth. Uh, So, there you go. Let me pray for you. Lord, I, I feel a little heavy. I don't feel like it's wrong. I feel like it's right. But I feel like we're at a crossroads. And, um, Lord, you're just, you're just desiring us to to go your way I want you to think about it just for a minute church how much he desires you to go his way that he gave his son he gave everything so that you could choose the right way he gave you victory over sin so that right now you could choose the right way I want you to know that you can choose it It's hard. Sometimes the right way is hard. But you can. You can do it. Just plead the blood of Jesus over this body and just ask, Lord, that you would just help us. The victory is yours. We just have to follow. Help us, Lord. Lord, I just pray over our church, over learning about the Holy Spirit, about us really coming into the fullness of God in this church us coming full circle in, in, in who you are in your heart, your desires. And Lord, let us see the power of God come back into the church in us. Change us, Lord. Move in us. Let us get in your word. Let us pray. Let us seek you. When we seek you, we find you. And when we find you, we love you more and more and more. 
Meet us and bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You guys have a great rest of the week. We will see you Sunday morning, 8.15 and 10.30.